0: talking about processed refined foods that are high in sugar something called sugar sag happens and what this basically is it's um, a process called glycation high sugar is not good for the skin it really has been shown in, in studies if, if you look up the word glycation and skin mm. how detrimental that is to the collagen and elastin fibers in our skin
1: Welcome to this conversation with Alison Blard. Alison is a nutritional therapist and I'm really excited to have this conversation because skin is something that, uh, well, needless to say, we've all got some. So uh, looking after our skin and especially around that time of menopause, it can prove challenging with things happening that haven't happened for a while. Uh, We can have acne and breakouts, skin can be dry as a bone. And uh, you know, if I know anything about our health, everything comes from within is what I would say. So Alison, welcome to the podcast. It's wonderful to have you. Do uh, just, you know, tell me anything about you that I haven't already said and, uh, and say hello to our audience.
0: Oh, thank you, Philip. It's, it's lovely to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for for having me.
1: You're welcome.
0: Yeah, I am, as you already said, a, a registered nutritional therapist, but I am actually a esthetician as well, so oh. a, a beauty therapist. Oh. Um, I initially, very long story short, I had very bad skin when I was a teenager, I actually suffered from acne. Um, And that really led me down the path of wanting to know how to improve my skin, uh, hormones, you know, that that acne is is horrible. I mean, it's horrible at the best of times. And when you're a teenager you know it really affects your confidence Mm. and that led me into um you know looking at the skin and studying the skin and becoming an esthetician Mm. and I very soon came to realize that you know you can't just treat the skin from the outside it comes from within exactly as you were saying Philippa you really need to look you know at both aspects so that's when I studied to be a nutritional therapist Mm. and I specialize in women's menopausal health Uh, using the power of nutrition mindset uh, and lifestyle modification
1: yeah well you know you're in the right place Uh, we're talking menopause all the things that can you know come upon us around this time of life and you know and not even just then because we know what we do know about menopause is it's kind of creeping up on us for quite a while and uh, and that's For me, really, the time when I experienced most of my symptoms in the 10 years prior to the actual uh, menopause. So, um, you know, for me, I've I've always struggled with dry skin and menopause only made it drier was the thing that happened to me. (laughs) Uh, And actually, uh, having dry skin when I was a teenager was quite a good thing because it did mean that acne wasn't something I struggled with particularly. Uh, You know, you might get the odd hormonal spot every now and again, but I was kind of lucky on that front. But, you know, drying out in the most inconvenient places, really, around menopause, isn't it? Um, So what kinds of things could we think about if we were managing dry skin, say, for instance?
0: Yeah, it's dryness. I always say, you know, moisture is is the menopause or woman's friend. Oh, yeah. You know, we we unfortunately things do start to dry out, and one of them being the skin, because oestrogen is, is is so important, it's so important for virtually every bodily system, but it is really mm. important for skin health. Mm. And it what oestrogen actually does, it enables the skin to retain moisture. So yeah. to retain water. So when our estrogen levels start to decline, that's when we start to see, you know, dryness, uh, sensitivity on the skin, and and we need moisture and we need oil on the skin to to mm. really help, you know, keep our skin looking fresh and and uh, mm. firm and you know have that glow that w- that we all want. So things you can do, you know, it's it's very important that you have a good skincare routine so you know if you think about the products that you're using on your skin really using products that that have a a good moisture content in them Uh, and and applying you know it's not really enough just to apply these products once a day you really need to have a routine where where you apply a day cream and a cream at night, and there is actually a difference between a day and night cream. A day cream has protection in to protect us from, you know, the, the sun's rays and the environment. Whereas a night cream is is you know rich products in there to really help feed the skin at night. And then if we we look at nutrition, I mean that that you could I could talk about nutrition for for hours, but you know you need to drink water.
1: Oh yes.
0: And that might sound very basic and everybody knows that they need to drink water, but how much water do we actually drink? It's very easy to forget. But that is crucial for skin health mm. and, and, you know, making sure that you're, you're eating a lot of um, fatty, you know, your lovely healthy fats that helps to keep the skin hydrated. You know, so that's really on the moisture and there's many other nutrients that are needed for, for skin health. But mm. dryness and sensitivity really is a, a an, an issue when we come into
1: perimenopause.
0: So hydration, hydration, moisture, you can't get enough really when, when you're in perimenopause and menopause.
1: Yeah, no, you're quite right. I do. I do kind of get that feeling. So, uh, and of course, hydrating uh, drinks uh, don't really include coffee so much, do they, Alison, uh, and alcohol? It, you know, these are dehydrating things, aren't they?
0: Yes, you you really, when you think of hydrating things, you're, you're predominantly looking at water. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine with, with teas, you know, your herbal teas, green teas, all, all those things. But really, there's nothing wrong with coffee. Um, but... C- products that contain high amount of caffeine can be dehydrating for the skin so if you're a coffee drinker really try maybe to drink that in mod- moderation because hmm. uh, that can have a dehydrating effect and, and alcohol again alcohol is not the friend of a, a menopausal woman and you know not only can it trigger off many many symptoms it it doesn't really do our skin any any you know it really can age the skin as well and and make us dehydrated
1: yeah and I mean that you know the young looking glow that uh, that we kind of would love to hang on to Uh, there are things you know sun damage I suppose is uh, one of the major things that uh, creates aging the effects of aging or accelerates the effects of aging on the skin isn't it so uh, protection from sun and uh, and such like
0: Yes, the sun—crucial uh, point, Philippa. It's, what I say is that when you get into perimenopause and menopause, the way that you treated your skin when you were younger starts to show up. So I know when I when I was in my teenagers and in my youth, I, I lived in the US and wow. you know in Miami where it was very hot, and sun protection factor didn't—no one really used it then. Yeah. It was kind of, in a way, a bit, ooh, you use sun that, SPF. That's a bit strange. You just used to use, like, oil. And, and I mean, when I think about it now, it's it's just shocking. But the damage that you do to your skin when you're younger through sun exposure will start to show up when you get older. And it'll show up as what we call hyperpigmentation, which mm. is the darker pigmentation marks, or, or they're sometimes known as um, age pigmentation, age swap. Yeah, mm. we can see them on the back of the hands as well. That That's quite a common place that we see <laughs> when we get older. So the sun is really using a day cream with a sun pre- protection factor in. And studies have shown that you really need to use one that, that is at least 30 plus, so has a sun protection factor of 30. Right. In there, and and the majority of products these days, there's so, there's so many fantastic products on the market. A majority of good day creams have a sun protection in them, so you don't need to put another sun cream over your face. You, you can use, you know, a, a day cream. Really, really crucial for skin health, and also to stop skin aging for the for the formation of of fine lines and, and wrinkles on the skin. You know, use a sun protection factor, and that the earlier you start using it, the better.
1: Yeah, the big floppy hat, the sun—you know—the big sunglasses—we'll all be looking like celebrities, won't we? <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, these are these are the measures that that ultimately reap dividends uh, when you uh, as with the passage of time, you know, and uh, and so dry skin, I think. You know, the, the, the idea that you have a day cream and a night cream and the difference, uh, I sometimes sort of, you know, I have been a little bit, what's the word, uh, sceptical, I suppose, is the word, that there is a difference. But you're clearly saying that, um, you know, these, these products are designed to be different and that there's a place for each of them. And that, that SPF, you know, the one that I use, the day cream, really only has SPF 15 in it. And that doesn't really measure up, does it, in terms of the uh, the protection. So I do use something on top of that in addition to that. And having dry skin, I could layer it on, you know, all day and it would soak in. So, uh, you know, so that's fine, isn't it? We can do that if need be. But if you can find a, a day cream that does have this SPF of 30 or more, then I suppose you're saving money in the long run, aren't you? Because you're just buying the one thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And another good um, tip for, for moisture in the skin is using a hydrating mask. There's a lot of mm-hmm. masks on the market that are more of a gel consistency. And you can really apply them to the skin. And what you'll find is you, when your skin you know, really needs that moisture, it basically just absorbs in so it's, it's like a giving your skin a real you know soak a nice nice hydration bath you can think so hydrating masks are really beneficial for the skin as well just to get that that real boost of moisture a couple of times a week
1: and peeling
0: the skin that that's mm-hmm. something we tend to forget about is you know we need to remove the surface dead skin mm-hmm. cells uh, because it also helps in skin renewal mm-hmm. so keep Looking fresher, but all the products that you apply on the skin when you've ex- what we call exfoliated the skin will have a better effect because they can actually absorb into the skin much better. And you really see a difference in your skin if you start using an exfoliation. Uh, a gentle one, you don't want one that's really harsh, but you know, gentle exfoliation that helps to remove the dead skin cells again, a couple of times a week that would be
1: really, really beneficial. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. So there's those lots of lovely tips there if we've got dry skin. So uh, what about if we're breaking out in, in the old uh, acne, coming to visit us again? And I read lots of people having difficulty with uh, with the skin breaking out. So do you have any tips for that, Alison?
0: Yes, it's, it can be very stressful. I mean, it's enough, isn't it, going into perimenopause without developing what we call adult acne hmm. and when we when we think about acne at this time of our lives it's it can be to do with the fact that we have testosterone dominance oh. because because estrogen and, and progesterone are becoming all very unbalanced in perimenopause it can actually mean that testosterone kind of becomes more dominant and this can lead on to skin uh, issues not only acne but but facial hair growth as well oh, okay uh, so when we're if we're talking about acne what you really need to do is you know ask for help go to an esthetician or, or or a doctor and really ask for help because there are so many things you can do with with adult acne but you first of all you want to look at the diet and, and really make sure that you're you're eating or should I say not eating or you know a high sugar diet um, with lots of refined processed foods and unhealthy fats because that can really trigger inflammation in the body Mm -hmm. and acne is inflammation basically so if you're having a diet that contains Mm -hmm. a lot of these really refined uh, products that could be one of the reasons why you're having problems with your skin and then you know you've got the hormones in there as well so having a skincare routine with products that specifically for your skin type you know making sure you keep the skin nice and and clean and hydrated as as well Uh, I think a lot of people make the mistake with acne really using very harsh products Mm. Uh, and this can have you know a reverse effect and the skin can become very sensitive so and, and also, I mean, things like, you know, you've got to look at the whole picture. The, the stress comes into play. Oh, yes. You know, yes. sleep comes into play and, and hydration that, that we've spoke about. But don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's what I would say to people that are really having problems with, with their skin, because it's, it's an imbalance. You need to get things back in, in balance to really, really help help the skin.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, just for clarity we're talking you know you talk about healthy fats and uh and unhealthy fats i suppose what can you give us some examples please for people to uh, to to really understand what we're talking about
0: yeah sure So when I say unhealthy fats, I mean, when we talk about very refined processed foods, they not only contain high amounts of of very refined sugars, but they also contain what we call the more processed fats, which means that they've been highly refined and highly processed and gone through lots of um, different processing um events that that damages them basically that mm. damages the chemical structure of these fats so when we eat them our body doesn't really know what what they are and doesn't really like what they are and this can irritate our bodies and cause inflammation mm. amongst other things so what we want to do is we want to eat fats that healthy fats like whole fats that, that mm. have Refined, like for example, uh, olive oil. Uh, if you buy olive oil, if possible, try to buy organic, cold pressed virgin olive oil. That that's the best that, that that you can really get. Things like nuts and seeds, uh, avocados, uh, butter. You know, full mm-hmm. proper, good old fashioned <laughs> butter. <laughs> uh, they're, they're what we call like healthy fats and then fats from oily fish. you know, your, your omega-3 mm. uh, fatty acids are, are crucial for, for skin health and, and overall health. So really fats that haven't been refined, that's, that's what, we're, what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot of um, chatter around, you know, weight management, obviously. Uh, around this time for women and so you start to be somewhat afraid perhaps of of fat you know historically the, um, the low fat diet was thought to be the way forward but for me and this is something that I've practiced for a long time already is eating real food and and thinking that the real food is something that like you said your body recognizes it knows what to do with this stuff and uh, as long as we follow you know everything in moderation and portion control and not going mad with the butter you know because uh, we can scrape it on as sparingly or we can lather it on thickly can't we and you know so you have to consider that uh, when, you, when you're when you saying about butter being something, and so, butter is something that I've always had in the fridge um, and never that. Uh, I, I just remember reading once that uh, if you left out in the garden a pot of margarine, uh, have you, you, I mean, maybe this is some kind of urban myth, I don't know, but that the animals wouldn't bother with it. <laughs> so... You know, if the animals are not going to eat it, then it's probably not that good. If if this is an urban myth, please feel free to uh, inform me. But uh, you know what I mean. That if if you kind of know where it came from, if you can trace it back, if there's um, if you can understand the ingredients on the on the on the old label, then I think you sort of you know we're headed in the direction. And then of course it is around knowing the quantities of of these things that that are um comprise a balanced diet if you if you like so that you're not having you because you can have too much of a good thing can't you Alison
0: absolutely and it, it's exactly as you said Philip it's everything in moderation it's everything in balance and, and and exactly as you said I mean I grew up in that era where fat was you know fat was terrible you, you mm. shouldn't Fat, you know, it's it's terrible, but but now through research, we we've, we've really started to understand that we need that fat is a crucial nutrient for the body mm. for, for many different reasons. Mm. And, and when we're talking about skin health, you know, we need it for our skin. It, it ha- keeps everything hydrated. Mm. And when we're talking about weight management, fat actually keeps you very satisfied. If if you've mm. got a diet weight where you're eating what well, you should when you have a, a plate of food you should have your healthy fats you should have protein you should have uh carbohydrates preferably from whole grains and vegetables you know that that's what you should be eating and and the fat part you know roughly depending on on what you're eating but you know you don't need to overdo it with fat but like a, a tablespoon of, of fat with with every meal is fine and it won't if you're eating like that those sort of fats won't make you fat it's a shame that fat is called fat because <laughs> you're being yeah. overweight don't we <laughs>
1: yeah yeah you're right actually it's got bad press hasn't it <laughs> yeah so um you know when we think about the neurological uh, you know the brain it is the 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 neurons within the brain are covered in that structure that's called myelin, and myelin is, is you know made out of fat. So we, we need this material to uh, insulate those nerves and, uh, and allow them to conduct the messages. And honestly, we need every bit of that we can get, don't we, at menopause? So uh, let's not be afraid of healthy fats. And, uh, and, you know, stay away from the stuff that you don't understand. If, you, if it sounds like a, something that you would read in a chemical equation, then, uh, then, then avoid it is, would be my recommendation. Yes. Am I right? Am I right, Alison?
0: Absolutely. 100% agree with you. You know, it, a food should look like a food. You should be able to recognise what it is you know, a piece of broccoli, you, you know what that is, a chicken, we know what that is, so anything that has a big list of ingredients that you can't pronounce, then that probably isn't going to be very good for you. No. And save, it's
1: actually- it for weekend. save it for a special occasion. You know, we, we have to live our lives and, uh, and we don't want that to feel like we're being deprived, but, uh, You know, save those kinds of uh, foods for occasions, occasional foods, I suppose that's a list, isn't it, that I I used to think of.
0: Um, Yeah, absolutely. But there's one one other thing, uh, Philippa, that I think is very interesting, talking about uh, processed, refined foods that are high in sugar. There is something when we're talking about the skin called – it sounds horrible – it's called sugar sag. Oh. And this is actually a term – that is used when, when if we've got a a diet containing a high amount of sugar, something called sugar sag happens, and what this basically is, it's um, a process called glycation.
1: Oh.
0: And glycation is when the glucose, so, so the 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 high amount of sugar that you have in your system, it kind of this is very simplified, but it binds mm. with protein. Oh. And it causes end products that have an effect on the collagen and lasting fibers in your skin, amongst other things right. uh, about the skin. And this can really help um, promote, you know, that sagging look. So it, it has basically the bottom line is that sugar has an aging effect on the skin, mm. and it make the skin look a bit puffy, a bit saggy. Mm. Uh, mm. So high sugar is not good for the skin it really has been shown in in studies if if you look up the word glycation and skin Mm. how detrimental that is to the collagen and elastin fibers in our skin so sugar is not
1: good i mean if ever we needed persuading that (laughs) that really would persuade me i have to say and you know what Alison, i was thinking while you were saying that that um the there are the idea that sugar contributes to inflammation in the body is, is, is on a sort of a systemic level, is something that I'm familiar with. And as a physiotherapist, uh, I've, I've been studying about shoulders lately, just as you do. And uh, and it was shown that uh, high uh, lots of us might actually be pre-diabetic and not know it. and uh, And under those circumstances, we can pretty much assume that we're, we're having too much of the refined sugars to, to drive us into that state. And, uh, and that actually being pre-diabetic is something that can uh, predispose you to sh- having shoulder pain. Uh, and so what you said about the collagen, I think that's what that speaks to actually, because collagen is in all our tissues, pre- pre- uh, you know, muscle tissue, skin, bone, uh, ligaments, Uh, capsule joint capsule you know all these different structures have collagen are comprised of collagen there's lots of different kinds of collagen with different numbers um but you know collagen and so uh so that's fascinating because it's highly likely that that same process is going on in those other structures soft tissue structures um so that's fascinating to me Alison thank you for uh, uh, enlightening me on that point
0: no, it's really interesting isn't it and, and we also have to you know always back to good old estrogen that estrogen has an anti inflammatory effect mm. so you know when our levels start to decline you, you you'd suddenly start getting these these aches and pains and and like inflammation in the joints and the, the, it, it, you really see it all over the body really because mm. of the effect on so many bodily systems so mm. you know,
1: and I suppose, you know, we can think about skin on the outside. And I know that the skin on the inside of us, the mucosal layer, it's it's not quite the same. But but it's, you know, subject to uh, challenges is, is all I'm going to say. And that we can nourish our skin from within, <laughs> whether it's on the outside of us or on the inside of us. Uh, so, you know, this no, I- is important stuff, isn't it?
0: this this, is fascinating i can get so excited about you know that there's another thing that is fascinating as well is the probiotics
1: oh tell us about this
0: research coming out we all you know know that it's important for gut health but they're coming out with research now saying how important you know what we call our gut uh, we have gut bacteria, the healthy bacteria, but the microbiome, as it, it is called, is is we have on the skin oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know looking in and researching into that now and how important the the microbiome is on our skin and i I noticed how a lot of um, companies are starting to produce products with probiotics in so the good bacteria like moisturizers and and cleansers and and everything but i mean talking about the microbiome in the gut that is also really crucial for for skin health because it comes from within and you know it's, it helps with inflammation it, you know it's really crucial that you eat your probiotic foods for skin health like your sauerkraut and you know all, all the lovely fermented
1: things yeah fermented foods it's uh there's a there's a quite a long list of those isn't there kimchi kombucha they're things you can can you drink no you can drink kombucha yeah. I think kimchi i think you eat it don't you <laughs> or do you rub it on i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> well there's man is that kimchi is uh it's like um a bit like sauerkraut but it's, it's mm. made from like carrots and, and cauliflower mm. and yeah, yeah. anything really fermented is is great for the for the the gut microbiome and and, and skin health and, and overall because mm. yeah. we really need that that healthy gut bacteria
1: we do we do and um you know, it's interesting to me that those uh, cosmetic companies have, have very quickly uh, latched on to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but my preference would be that we um, that we approach this from within naturally uh, with the foods that we eat and the movements that we make as well. You know, isn't it, Alison, that movement stimulates this uh, the gut motility, it, it changes the microbiome just by exercising. And, and so, you know, for me, this match made in heaven, which is food, movements and the mind. And you, you talked a little bit about the mind, you know, stress management, I suppose. We, we talked about that, didn't we? Mm. But this this wonderful marriage of uh, wellness interventions that, you know, doesn't have to be hard, Uh, it it can be fairly simple it's um it doesn't have to be time consuming do you know what Alison I had 10 minutes before we were chatting in this podcast and I thought to myself by the time we've done, it'll be six o'clock. And, you know, that's my tea time, was six o'clock. And uh, I just heard my husband coming from work and I thought, ooh, shall I wait till I've finished and then prepare the dinner? And then, of course, have to wait t- 25 minutes while it cooks in the oven or uh, I'll do it quickly and I threw it all in one pot and it's in the oven now on the timer. Uh, lots of brightly colored fruits and vegetables, not fruit, there's no fruit in there vegetables, <laughs> chicken, and uh, oh, I can't remember what else I put on there. Some olive oil, definitely some of that drizzled on. Some apple cider vinegar, because I really love that stuff. Some lemon juice. These are the juices that I put on. And I sprinkled some. Oh, I was all out of smoked paprika, which is <laughs> – I, I absolutely love that stuff. I would have put some of that on, but I didn't have any. So I just had to put some ginger on there. But, um, you know uh, – there's nothing in there that I couldn't have grown in the garden, apart from well, I could have grown the chicken actually too, if I should I have wished it. <laughs> and it took me no time at all, yeah, to, uh, to, to to chuck that together and and throw it in the oven. And it's a it's a recipe that I found in the Mary Berry book, as it happens, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's kind of got what's the word. Uh, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of the word. When you change something, can you think? Transformed. I transformed this. Yeah, transformed the recipe. <laughs> it's different every time, but who cares? It's what you've got in the cupboard, isn't it? That goes into it.
0: That that sounds absolutely delicious. And it's it's like you say, it it doesn't. You know, when I work with clients, I'm I'm a real believer in realistic changes because it has to be something we can do every day. And what you were just described sounds delicious. And it didn't take any time, really, did it, just to put that all in a tray and put it in the oven? Mm -hmm. And and it's all about it was wonderful what you said about different colours and, you know, different vegetables, because we want to eat a rainbow of colors uh, for for our skin and we do to get in all the antioxidants and, and nutrients that we need so eating different colored uh, fruits and vegetables is, is a wonderful thing to do it's really important so we get in all the nutrients that we need and it doesn't have to be difficult like exercise making sure you're getting a lot of sleep mm. drinking water and a mindset You know, I know when you think about mindset, you don't necessarily Mm. think about the skin. But if you if you think of people that are happy and have a positive mindset, they they kind of glow, don't they? Their their skin always looks better if you're happy. If you're miserable and grumpy, then it it shows on your skin.
1: Well, it definitely shows on your face, doesn't it? Ah. Uh, You know, and so why not in the skin? Um, you know, I think we've we've all got our crosses to bear, haven't we? You know, life is is not a ball of uh, box of chocolates, to quote the film uh, Forrest Gump. It, it, you know, it, we all have our ups and downs, and we've got to, we've got to keep it real and and be real, and uh, and realise that you know, that real life isn't always this rainbow, you know, there's not always the rainbow over it, is there? But by the same token, how we think about the things that we experience will change how that experience impacts us. So, you know, getting up in the morning, the alarm goes off, you hit the button, are you thinking, oh, gosh, you know, uh, or, or another word? Uh, or are you thinking, woohoo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> High five to you, let's hit this day. And, uh, you know, because just even having that moment of of, uh, negativity right at the start of the day, that can really set the tone for the day, can't it? And and so, you know, give yourself a high five, look in the mirror. You might not be enthralled with what you're seeing, but hey-ho, this is just how it goes. And uh, onward and upward, it can only get better once you slap the moisturizer on. (laughs) That's what I always think. I look so much better once I've slapped the moisturizer on. And, um, yeah, you know, increasingly I am beginning to understand and appreciate that we put in this, you know, be your own spin doctor. (laughs) Put a positive spin on it. It can do you no harm whatsoever. Well, you know, I guess somebody's going to message me all about toxic positivity at this point, but uh you know with with the best will in the world sometimes we can be a bit half full glasses half full can't we i, I can i know i can mm-hmm. and uh and so that it does it does me little harm to think to think positive put a positive spin on it and you know if you really are suffering from clinical depression then like we said before seek help get help
0: it's about so- you know getting support if you need it absolutely and not being afraid to ask for help because it's very individual, isn't it in menopause and there's so much help out there you really what what I say menopause is you know it's a totally natural process, but suffering isn't reach out and and find the help that you need because this is a it's the new beginning, it's the next phase in your life isn't it, and it' be thirty plus years, so that's a long time,
1: <laughs> yeah, it is and uh, let's make the most of it and uh, thrive not survive that's what we want for women isn't it well alison thank you so much for your time today i've, I've thoroughly enjoyed our chat
0: no oh, it's a pleasure it's, it's wonderful to talk to you phil thank you so much for having me on on your podcast
1: oh you're very welcome please do uh, have a listen to the podcast it's on all the platforms and uh, follow us in the moving through menopause facebook group Uh, do join us there for more menopause mayhem. Anyway, for now, thank you, Alison. Have a fabulous rest of your day. Take care for now.